Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here, of course, on 100.7 The Word and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. Now, our first guests on today's program are Frank John Belay and Luke Vercoloni. They're challenging my mouth today with these names, gentlemen, <laughs> uh, from A Daughter's Journey. That's easier to say, A Daughter's Journey. This is the premier father-daughter dance, dinner dance in Colorado Springs, and they're having their 27th annual event coming up at the Broadmoor on January 6th. And then in our second segment, I'm going to be sharing with you a speech that I was honored to give at the Support for Israel rally that was held down at the Colorado Springs City Hall on December 10th. So stick around for that. I believe you will be inspired by it. So Frank and Luke, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Thanks. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you here. And and I'm excited to hear about this because uh, my daughter's very excited to be going to this event. So I'm going to be asking you questions from a father's perspective today. Sounds Um, great. Frank Jambalai is a financial wealth manager. He's the father of one daughter and two sons and has a great passion for mentoring local youth. Luke Vercoloni is the father of six with three daughters. 15-year soccer pro and the, he had me put that in all caps, the original switchback. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> that was my agent, Frank. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Luke is also the national development manager for Save the Storks. And both Frank and Luke are board members for A Daughter's Journey. And we're talking about today, Cherish the Memories, which is the theme of the dance this year, um, and the Daughter's Journey Father-Daughter Dance event again on January 6th. So you're both board members. Tell me and tell our audience, how did you get involved with this organization, Father's Journey? Well, my daughter and I have been going on uh, a daughter's journey dinner dance for about six years now, oh, wow. and uh, this will be our seventh year. And uh, we attended uh, at the previous uh, event, and uh, after 25 years, they wanted to end that, and I just could not let that happen. So got involved and put together a board with the help of Renee Bear, and fortunate to uh, partner with Luke and some other board members. Okay, yeah. and Luke? I'd say similar in many regards. Uh, big shout out to Renee Bear and what she did for 25 years, building this beautiful experience for fathers and daughters. And having three daughters myself and hearing that this amazing tradition could come to an end, um, I showed up to help make sure it continues and to continue with excellence. So honored to be there and mainly building into my three daughters. Okay, fantastic. And thank you for doing that and keeping the tradition alive. So we live in a world where there's a lot of gender confusion, where traditional family roles are being severely disrupted, doing something like a, you know, a formal father-daughter dance, it, it seems you know, sort of old-fashioned, but why, why is it so important to do that, maybe especially in this generation? Well, we want to continue to foster the God-given relationship between a father and daughter. And as I've said, you know, it's uh, I have two boys. It's easy to just wrestle with them, throw the football <laughs> around. Yeah. Uh, but special time with daughters, it's very, very unique. And so I uh, got involved because it's just something that I want to make sure that I continue to foster year in and year out. Yeah, and Luke, how do yeah, you feel yeah. this is this is addressing, you know, this this in our society here in, in the Pikes Peak region? I think it's critical for dads to be intentional with their kids and with their daughters. Like Frank said, it's hard to relate to our daughters since 
we are male and, uh, you know, they kind of speak differently. So we want them to feel heard, to be seen and to treat them like the princesses they are. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here. Amen. Well, well, thank you again. Thank you for doing this. What what can I as a father expect at this dinner dance? And, and what can my daughter expect coming down there? She's excited, but set set the tone, set the atmosphere for us of when we go into the Broadmoor. I mean, that's serious. The Broadmoor, Broadmoor is an amazing place. Mm. Why did you have it there? What's it going to be like? Well, I'll address the father since he's got three daughters. Okay. He'll address that part. <laughs> um, you know, the atmosphere is a wholesome atmosphere, mm-hmm. and it's a very, very special night, unique to our event. And uh, we think that uh, making sure the event is um, from the highest class and the special dinner, uh, and the best part usually is the dancing at the end of the evening. I, I want to echo what Frank said, but also say treating your daughter uh, with elegance and to cherish her and to let her know she's cherished, treating her like the princess she is. This is hard for dads to do, so we're setting you up here, dads, to to do this a little bit better. So that's why we're doing it with such excellence and grace here. Okay, and tell us about your daughter's experience of going to this event all of these years. She's looking forward to it again, I'm sure. Well, what's it like for her, from a father's perspective, what's it like? Uh, She looks forward to it every single year. And prior to Renee saying, she would just ask me as soon as the event was over, when's the next one, Dad? And so she loves, uh, so she goes and picks out her special dress, gets her hair done. Um, There's a lot of time spent in her preparing for this event, which is really fun to watch from a dad's perspective. Yeah, and I think it can even be like a rite of passage for some daughters, like, I took my oldest last year, who's 11, and now my nine-year-old's like, I want to go, so I'm taking two, and my seven-year-old is like, when do I get to go, Daddy? So, you know, you have to be ready to, you know, have this honor uh, to come with your dad to this, you know, the way we're treating in our family. So this rite of passage, this amazing experience for them, helps us to grow in relationship. Okay, and as you pointed out, coming with multiple daughters, it's not just a, a one-to-one. Yeah. The, the fathers bring their daughters, and uh, also not just for, let's say, teens. I mean, you you have, tell us about that, or people that have been coming for, you know, 20-plus years, maybe. Yeah, and it's cool to see the girls have fun together, too. Like, they'll see girls from school that they know, they'll see girls from church they know, and um, just that the walls come down and they start dancing. We got this live music and the balloons and uh, the questions we uh, help stir up with the fathers and daughters to help build down or knock down those barriers for just to ease that comfort for the girls. It's really cool to see them just get, go get loose there. (laughs) Yeah. The conversation starters are very, very fun. Um, But there have been uh, daughters of 50 year old, bringing her 70-plus-year-old dad uh, and others, you know, that I want to be careful with ages here, but it's so fun to see all ages uh, from seven on up. Okay, and tell us, you mentioned the wholesomeness of it. Mm-hmm. I know this is not specifically a religious event, but certainly an, an, a wholesome atmosphere. How is that created? What can, what can we expect in that in that area? Because we know dances can sort of turn into places that, that might, you know, become uncomfortable, so... Yeah, our board and our leadership has made it a priority to make sure that this is wholesome. And it's a Christian-led board with a a statement of faith, and there'll be prayer there. And um, we're not hiding that. We're not ashamed of it. But we do want to welcome in the entire community. But we're definitely making sure that that quality and that wholesomeness stays at a top standard. 
Yeah, we also address that by you know music choice and specific songs uh, and songs that we would probably not want to have there. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a fun process as well, just to make sure that good, fun songs, but songs that are clean and we can all enjoy. Okay, so you don't just have a DJ and you have no, no. idea what's on no. there. This is something that the board pays special <laughs> yeah. attention to. Very that's intentional correct. there. Okay, well, that's very good to know. Okay, so uh, you got me. I'm ready to sign up. Tell me more about the specific details we have it. We, we have it January 6, 2024. It's at the Broadmoor. Give it, fill us in with the times and, and, and you know, how people can get tickets and everything else. Yeah, it's a, uh, directly at our uh, website is the easiest place to purchase tickets. It's www.adaughtersjourneycs.com. And uh, it's Saturday, January 6th. Uh, you know, register now. We're closing registration. It's, it's in the evening. It starts at is it five thirty? Five thirty. That's okay. correct. At the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. Broadmoor. I think everybody knows how to find that. And I just want to encourage people to sign up today, just because you know registration is going to fill up soon, and sign up today. And it's closing. So if you, especially if you've been hearing about this and you've been wondering, now is the time to go on the website again. It's a daughters plural a daughters journey cs for Colorado Springs dot com. Make sure to put that in there. Uh, to do that, what what about the the meal? What's it? It's a it's a full course meal with table service and everything, right? Yep, we have three choices. Uh, once you sign up, you'll be able to select uh, one of the three choices, and uh, it is from the Broadmoor. They do everything of elegance. Yeah, and I just want to shout out our board who we've done an amazing job putting this together. There's uh, a message there from a pastor. There's prayer. There's questions. There's dad jokes. There's dancing. There's balloons. There's photos. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, photos too. Oh yeah. yeah. So okay, and that's all included. Yes. In the it, ticket great price. Pr- great value. Okay, dads, well, we've got a turnkey event for you here. <laughs> We're so, making it easy. It's very you easy. Don't to, you don't need to plan anything, right? <laughs> Just go get the get the tickets for your daughter or daughters yeah. uh, again at a daughter's journey cs. Dot com. Final thoughts. Uh, also have special uh, room rates at the Broadmoor. So please log mm-hmm. on to our website at the Frequently Asked Questions tab, and you'll find that information there. Uh, so yes. if you want to stay there even for the whole weekend, they got special rates. That's so correct. You can, you can make a whole weekend out of it at the Broadmoor. Last thought. Dad, buy the ticket and watch magic happen. You'll see it in her eyes. You'll see it in her actions. You will be blown away. Look forward to seeing you there. Okay, well, wonderful. We've been talking with Frank and Luke about A Daughter's Journey, this premier father-daughter dance that's taking place at the Broadmoor on January 6th. Get your tickets now because registration is about to close. Gentlemen, thank you for being on Partners in the Gospel. Thank you, Chaim. Okay, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the dance. We'll see you there. Us too. So coming up after the short break, I'll be sharing the recording of the speech that I gave just 10 days ago at the Support for Israel rally in Colorado Springs. I believe it will inspire you and give a really personal perspective on what's going on over in Israel and what we can do about it here at home. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we'll be right back on Partners in the Gospel. Christmas? I want to go to the daddy-daughter dance with you. It's on January 6th at the Broadmoor. It'd be fun to see you dressed up, have a fancy dinner, and then spend time laughing and dancing together. So can we go on January 6th? You bet, kiddo. Dads, for Christmas, bless your daughters with great memories with you. Get your tickets now before registration closes this Friday, December 22nd. 
Tickets at adarasjourneycs.com. This ad's brought to you by Perkins Motors. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. Well, just 10 days ago on December 10th, my family and about 200 others gathered at City Hall in Colorado Springs for a Support for Israel rally. Now, this was organized by Ivan Zador and Manny Weiss, two members of the local Jewish community, and speakers included County Commissioner Cami Bremer, Andrew Womack, Pastor Jeff Anderson of Congressman Doug Lamborn's office, and Rabbi Jay Sherwood of Temple Shalom. And I featured their speeches on our Crosswalk program on December 11th, and you can listen to that podcast on the wordfm1007.com, our website. Just look under the Crosswalk link. Now, I was also honored to be one of the speakers, and so now I'd like to share my remarks with you from the Support for Israel rally, and I hope that my words will both inspire you and provide you with a personal perspective about what's going on over in Israel and what we can do about it here at home. From Israel High, the people of Israel live, and we're not going away. Thank you, everyone who's come here today. This is, I think, the biggest Hanukkah celebration in Colorado Springs. And that's wonderful to see. As far as I'm concerned, you're the best people in the Springs because you're ready to come out and stand for truth and for righteousness and to fight for it. And we need to fight for it because this is a war and you need to take a side. If you ever wondered how you would have acted during the Holocaust. This is your test. If you ever wondered, you can prove it out now. This is a do-over. This is a do-over for the church to stand up the way that they should have before. Will you stand with the Jewish people? Will you stand with Israel? no matter the cost. My family, who are here today, we're Messianic Jews, and we are also American and Israeli citizens. We lived in Israel for nine years, and if ministry hadn't brought us back to the States, my three oldest boys would now be in the IDF. We're torn over that, whether we should be there or here. But we understand that God put us here, that we're Maccabees here in the Pikes Peak region for such a time as this, and I hope that you are too. Thank you to Yvonne and the other organizers for inviting me to speak today. It's an honor to do so. Now you may have heard, it's been famously said that every Jewish holiday can be summarized in the same exact way. They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. Now we take that as humorous because we think that we're in the part where we're saying pass the latkes and pass the sufgan yot, but not in the part where they tried to kill us. That's where we seem to find ourselves today, and that's not so funny. Never again was supposed to mean something. You told us that it meant something. Please, 
make sure that today in our generation that this means something. On Sunday, January 7th, 2002, Wafa Idris, a 28-year-old Palestinian volunteer medic, traveled from the West Bank to Israel using a Red Crescent ambulance to transport a 10-kilo explosive device hidden in her backpack to become the first female homicide bomber of the Intifada. She made her way to a family shoe store in the center of Jerusalem, armed the bomb, and dropped the backpack just inside the front door, about five feet away from where I was shopping. She then went to leave, and a clerk in the store said to her, may we help you? And at that point, for some inexplicable reason, she picked up the backpack and walked out the door with it. And when she hit the street, the bomb detonated and she was absolutely obliterated by 22 pounds of TNT. The blast was heard outside Jerusalem. It blew out the glass in the store I was in. It blew out the glass all up and down Jaffa Road. It killed only one and injured a hundred. If that bomb had detonated inside the store, I and the others in there probably would not have been able to be identified even by our dental records. Only by the grace of God did I walk out of the store that day with a small injury, a cut on my forehead. There's a lot more to this story. I don't have time to tell it today, but suffice it to say, I know about terrorism very personally and what it's like to be targeted just because I am a Jew. I also understand the fortitude that it takes to be an Israeli. To not wallow in fear, but to muster the resolve to mentally and emotionally keep on living and living in the land. To not run away, but to become an Israeli citizen, to move there with my wife, to raise my children there. And I also know what it's like to seek to forgive that misguided young woman who almost murdered me that day. Honestly, that's probably the hardest part. Know that Israel is on the front lines of a global war. This is what daily life in Israel is like. And if they do not fight full out and defeat the evil there, it will most certainly become our daily life here. I encourage you to read the books of Maccabees. You can find them in the Apocrypha, you can find them in the Catholic Bible, you can find them online, and learn the hard lessons about Hanukkah. Most importantly, how they got into the situation in the first place, and then how they won. I want you to be a Maccabee in our generation, because again, never again is supposed to mean something. But please know, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, and that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 
but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Messiah. And then, and only then, will we be ready to punish all disobedience once our own obedience is complete. End of the age Maccabees know this. We live this. To all of you who have come out to our seat of government today to stand with Israel and against anti-Semitism, whether you be Christian or Jew or Muslim or of another religion, or maybe don't consider yourself religious at all, thank you. Please meet people of like mind around here. I want to meet you. Let's plan an even bigger rally at the beginning of 2024. And lastly, for those of you who are here who believe that Israel is an occupier, or for those of you who are have to prepare to talk to people who believe that Israel is an occupier of the land and not its historically rightful owner, that they are an apartheid state committing genocide against Arabs in Gaza and the West Bank, that they don't want peace with their neighbors and the rest of the world, and thereby you believe that the brutal rape, torture, murder, and hostage-taking of men, women, and children that Hamas did on October 7th is absolutely justified, and that genocidal cause for, calls for intifada and liberation of Israel from the river to the sea are absolutely fine. I'd ask you, please, get off TikTok. Get out of your bubble. Read some actual documented history about both the ancient nation and the modern state of Israel. Get educated, seek truth, light, that you might have a change of heart. Teshuvah. You see, in preparing my remarks for today and deciding how I was to share about me almost being murdered by Wafa Idris almost 22 years ago, God spoke to me and showed me something that I had never seen before. In my quest to not hate her, I never realized that she didn't almost murder me. She actually saved my life. At the last minute, when she would have just run out of the shoe store and killed me and a bunch of other Jews that day, she picked up the bomb and decided to sacrifice herself instead. She came to Jerusalem with murderous intentions, but at the last moment had a change of heart and was brave enough to make the ultimate sacrifice. For more than two decades, I blamed her for almost taking my life. But today, I thank her for saving it. Everyone can have a change of heart. And as Martin Luther King Jr. said, the time is always right to do what is right. So if you ever wondered how you'd act during the Holocaust, now is your time to prove it. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer warned us, silence in the face of evil is itself evil.
God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Never again is supposed to mean something. Let's work together in our region and our nation to make this so for such a time as this. And may we merit to see the coming of Mashiach, Messiah, in our generation. Thank you, happy Hanukkah, and Shalom. In case you missed the introduction, that was me, Chaim Goldman, speaking at the Support for Israel rally in Colorado Springs on December 10th. I hope it provided you with a fresh perspective on Israel, the current war there, anti-Semitism, and what we can do about it here in our local region. Now, let's get out there, my brothers and sisters, and make an impact for the kingdom in the Pikes Peak community for such a time as this. Shalom. Shalom.